Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. This is my, my advice for whoever is going to that because we're doing hypotheticals. So the first thing you have to do is you have to realize some key things in life that are tough love. Nobody's going to have you like you. Nobody's going to care about you but you. (laughs) If you're looking for love, you better find it in yourself first. You're listening to Option Forward Podcast, a shared platform of independent thinkers and motivators. Join us as we capture the culture of leaders that are paving the way and sharing their inspirational stories. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome back to our platform. I'm your boy Drew. We are Option Forward Podcast. I'm always joined by the second half of the show, GQ Nesto. How are you doing today? What it do, what it do. How you doing? I'm pretty good. Yeah, you coasting. Coasting? Yeah. All right. <laughs> and before I introduce our, our special guest today, we have a special guest host today. Uh, you've probably seen her on the show before. Um, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Miss Jazz Hill. How you doing today? I am so good. How are you guys? How are you feeling over there? I, know. I, feel, I feel good. Um, I feel good. I was telling him a little bit outside. There's been a lot of changes happening since we last spoke, but I've been good. So okay. Positive change? I, I don't know. It's a lot of changes that are just out of my control, and I just got to be calm and see where it takes me, if that makes sense. Okay. Yeah. Well, let's jump right into it. Let's let's exactly exactly yeah. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, right? We got somebody representing today. Uh, I always think like scenario based, not always, but majority of the time, it's easy for me to carpet. What did you say? Carpet diem. Nah. Oh. Man, forget that word. Okay, okay no, what I'm saying is it's easy for me to understand things like when I when I put it in like in scenarios. So I would think of life as like curveballs, right? Every now and then we get a pitch, you know what I'm saying? We swing, it's a miss or it's a hit. Well, our guest today represents somebody who's taken advantage, who's had all kinds of curveballs and obstacles and things come her way, but she found a way to make it through. All right. Um, success isn't always comfortable, you know what I'm saying? And um, Ladies and gentlemen, here to talk about that is Miss Holly Cotton. How you doing today? Hey guys, thanks for having me. I'm excited about today's conversation. All right, all right. Um, how you feeling? I, I woke up, so I'm not complaining. That's, that makes a great right. day. <laughs> if you if you woke up on this side, then let's this you're already having a great day. Most definitely, most definitely. Do you have a morning uh, routine? What's the first thing you do when you wake up? Oh my goodness, I stare at the ceiling for about 10 seconds just to say, am I here or is this the alternate universe? <laughs> and then, then I'm like, no, this is my real life. Okay, all right. And then I, as soon as I, I grab my phone and I look at my to-do list for the day because I usually forget when I have things to do and I'm like, oh, I forgot to have an appointment at 9 a.m. or whatever. And then after that, I mean, I just like, I don't have a huge thing where I meditate. I know a lot of people do that. I'm very regimen, regimen, so I... Just it's like everything I do is so routine. I get up, I make my bed, I you know it's like bam, bam, bam. So I don't have to think about those things. So that allows me to be more productive. 
with all the other things. I can be creative because I already know that routine is bam, bam, bam. So I'm not like, wait, should I make my bed? What do I need to do today? What am I going to eat for breakfast? I know those things are always the same. So now I can be as creative as I want with everything else. Do you ever take naps? Yes, I do. <laughs> no, do you rest at all in this day? No, no, no. Like, you gotta throw in a nap there with all the things that you're doing. Well, well, you know? and and like sometimes I I work till two in the morning or something like that because I mean I have all these other alternate things that I'm doing. So if it's a late night, then yeah, like around two o'clock, I'm like, mm, I'm gonna take a little cat nap, thirty minutes. Oh, here I am, back ready to go. So yeah. Uh, Naps are very underrated. A nap will solve all your problems sometimes. <laughs> well, you know, there's a study that shows 20, it says if you take a 25, exactly 25 minute nap, is basically equivalent to sleeping like, I think like two hours or something like that. Mm-hmm. Well, they Just said- 25. That, well, cause like what they say is that if you go, like whenever you close your eyes, you start a sleep cycle. And a sleep cycle takes you an hour to get out of that sleep cycle. So there's a key time period before you put your body in that sleep cycle. So as long as you're up before that sleep cycle, but if not, that's why sometimes if you get up from a nap, you're so tired and fatigued like 30 minutes after because your body went in that sleep cycle. So see, mm-hmm. Tesla shit. You gotta charge yourself. yourself. (laughs) Right. But not too much because then you're gonna, then it's overcharged and now I can't wake up. All right. So, (laughs) sidebar. All right. right, Get your naps in, ladies and gentlemen. Get your naps in. Um, tell, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Where'd you grow up? Who is, who is Miss Holly Khan? So, I mean, my story is just like everyone else's. I grew up at normal childhood. I'm from, actually, let me just say, because people get mad now. I'm from somewhere called Homa, Louisiana. So all my Homa people are think they get angry because I always say I'm in Houston. So I do live in Houston. I've been in Houston my like whole adult life now. But, you know, I mean, honestly, I've been a nurse my entire life. That's what I majored in in college. And, and so I was just going along. The thing that makes my story unique and that inspires other people is I was just going along in life. I was a nurse. I was doing my thing, being a mom, raising kids. And then I got diagnosed with breast cancer. And I was the fittest I've ever been in my life. I was doing pull-ups all the time. Like I was the P90X queen insanity. Remember when DVDs was a cool thing? And so I I found a lump whenever I got out of the shower in my armpit. And I was like, oh crap, I have cancer. And everyone was like, no. And I'm like, I'm a nurse. I you know, like we already diagnosed. Like I literally look at people and I'm like, hmm, they need to get that. Mm, they have jaundice. You know, so I had already diagnosed myself and then, you know, I just I went through that whole period um that comes after anytime you have a traumatic illness and just getting better and and healing and you go through the ups and downs of that. Sometimes you go some people get very far in the tunnel and they can't pull themselves up and they have depression they may have to do stuff so after a certain period of time I just I was like okay so now I'm still here all of that is over now what am I going to do with this purpose why am I still here so my why was like okay you know what I think I'm here for a reason and I think my reason is to help other people so I just started talking about my cancer journey and then I started getting all kinds of people that would reach out to me prostate cancer lung cancer like just all these cancer people right so I was like oh so apparently now I'm like a cancer advocate didn't even know it but apparently now I am and then I always say the thing that parallel uh, that propelled me into where I am now is in at the end of 2018 I decided to write a book beginning of 2019 I published my first book strong more than muscles and it was an autobiography about my journey with cancer and then I mean here we are a few years later I've just had my third book I mean everything else podcast show nurse media personality all of these other things just because i decided to write a book about cancer so that's my story in a nutshell wow. everything happens for a reason mm-hmm. right. um thinking back to like adolescent Holly, like and then if you're comparing it to the woman you are today um are you where you're supposed to be you know i don't know i i think that you don't have a particular path in life 
I, I know some people feel like you find a purpose or you have a purpose, but for me in, in finding myself, I feel like every month my purpose is, is a little bit different. And if, or it's like, okay, so this is where I was. Like my main purpose is to be the change. And I say that all the time. So everything I do, anything I put my name on, how is this affecting other people? How is this to change? How does this make me look to other people? And so that's my purpose. But then you have all these little purposes as well. Like, well, maybe I'm supposed to reach out to you and make you feel good about being beautiful today. Maybe I'm supposed to reach out to you and tell you stop doing the shrooms. Maybe I'm supposed to, you know, like what, <laughs> whatever it is. Like sometimes your purpose is defined every day. So I think in adolescence, I always was the person where Virgo Nation, where I was always a nurturer and I always was, I always was very compassionate. And so I think that in that sense, I am still the same person I am today because I still have a heart. I, I haven't let anything in life harden me and I continue to be that way. And, and for me, it's important to be authentic. And so no matter what, I'm like, like it or not, this is who I am. I'm going to laugh. I'm going to eat cheesecake. I'm going to do what I want to do. I'm not going to do anything I don't want to do. So, yeah. So I think so in that sense. Yeah. So, okay. We have this individual like yourself, right? That's well put together. Everything is on a, on a schedule. So if there was a way to go back, right? And tell your younger self about obviously this new self of you right like who you are today what would that young girl think what, what what do you think that young girl will like think or like say about you as the person that you are today oh i think she'd be very proud i think i always I say that, you know, we have like these obstacles that we go through in life and sometimes we stay a little bit too long in the obstacles, but you know, it could be a bad relationship, it could be a bad job, it could be something and we stay there a little bit too long. So probably that young person would be like, bro, you stayed a little bit too long and that... <laughs> but remember that young person doesn't know anything, that the young person is innocent, you know what mm -hmm. I mean? So I think it, it, there's a different emotion to that. Mm -hmm. You know well, I, mean? I think all. I think overall, I think that who I started off to be and who I am now is what I'm supposed to be doing. I just wish that I know everyone is always like, because I talk to people all the time that are like entrepreneurs and successful and stuff and everyone's like no I, there's no such thing as regret I don't have any regrets everything is a lesson everything is a life lesson and I do think that certain things that I went through like the cancer thing and even you know get being married for a specific amount of time I think those things I'm glad they did happen because they conditioned me to be a certain way but sometimes I'm like listen I ain't need to go that far in it to learn the lesson you know what I mean like come on God I get it okay you said I was I was not sitting around being humble or maybe I wasn't as appreciative as I could be but you didn't have to give me cancer for me to calm down or you know so it's like that it's like what are you doing in those those uh, you know those troughs like uh, the peaks are always fun but the troughs it's like oh my god like why am i still here so pulling yourself out of that is definitely good so sometimes i think we get stuck in those troughs so i was in a trough a couple of times a little bit too long but it definitely helped me appreciate those peaks better it's so interesting um to sort of hear a little bit about your story and what you went through and and then what had followed after that because i feel like it's always got to be something so traumatic, so moving to happen to good people, to very honest, very humble people that like, you know, are, are just not the type of people in the world that would, you know, do any harm to anyone. Like so you're a nurse, you know, such as yourself and you went through something as such. Um, it's just interesting because even when you had sort of like made the comment of saying like I don't know if God should have put me through all of what I went mm -hmm. through because I was a lot like why did I have to go through that and um I sort of think to answer your question for that because my mother is also an author and she just wrote a book with um this woman who is one of her best friends and she um was a heart transplant recipient 
and she wrote her story about how she had a heart attack and she needed a brand new heart and this the book is basically about this entire spiritual journey she went through um and also being a completely different person before this had happened to her body and her health and and after she got this heart transplant surgery when i tell you it changed her life she started a nonprofit organization she created housing for multiple transplant recipients who weren't able to afford Could housing while getting treatment those, those things that are missing in it yes and, and that's the push of pain mm -hmm. or the pull of possibilities right when you find your passion and purpose in life it's either the push of pain mm -hmm. or the pull of possibilities mm -hmm. either you found it because somebody can put you on mm -hmm. and you're about to someone Oprah Winfrey calls and says girl let me get you a show right pull of possibilities right or it's that push of pain right either way it's going to be one of the two that finds your passion and purpose exactly exactly the push of pain and and yeah, the push of pain, how you just said that was really moving, I think, honestly, because it's, it it's got to, yeah, I'm writing it down in my head because it's so, it's so true, though. A person has to go through something as such that when they come out of it, as you did in writing a book in, and also still, I'm sure you're figuring out next steps of your journey and your future and your career, like, you, where and how this is going to excel for you maybe five years from now ten years from now like maybe you're unsure of that but maybe you're still trying to figure out that plan but like the point is that moved you in such a way your life and it's just gonna be very interesting to see how it's going to continue um this direction for oh, you yes. i think i'm telling y'all you're gonna see me on the vineyard right. with the obamas right. <laughs> right right yeah no i i think um i i think that everything does happen for a reason mm -hmm. as heavy as this experience was for mm -hmm. you which i'm sure I, I couldn't even imagine um but i absolutely believe like god would not give his children some of these really tough battles if they couldn't take it mm -hmm. and clearly you were able to gracefully is what it looks like well and i so. say this too because just so i don't get caught up or, or everyone isn't isn't so focused on that i i say that cancer for me was a chapter of my life mm -hmm. and my story of survivorship was cancer you have a story of survivorship you do you do everyone has survived something and me having a cancer chapter doesn't trump anybody else's survival someone got i had a guest he had got stabbed in the throat with a knife and you know and and i'm like okay well my cancer story seems very small compared to that so everyone has a story of survivorship it's just what you're gonna do with that story so same course, thing you're yeah. saying but you know i'm like okay cancer 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 you know because right. it, it doesn't it, it doesn't right. trump anyone because you probably went through something that was terrible too. i mean yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm fully in agreement with mm -hmm. you that everyone has their own right um, but we talking about story. me today so you know what <laughs> and we only care about right. y'all stuff today <laughs> no it's, it's good it's good oh uh, no but we i know you have a, a nursing background and mm -hmm. stuff like that but you're also a professor right mm -hmm. so how rewarding oh. is that and well, where, where do you teach? Are you still a professor? Yeah, so I actually, I, so I'm a college professor. I teach nursing and nursing assistant uh, assistant um, programs. So I teach the CNAs and LVNs and RNs as well. And so for me, everything that I do, I enjoy doing. So the person that I am now, I don't do anything I don't like or don't enjoy or that's not fun. So of course, you have to put in work every day regardless of what you're doing. But it's the level of work that you're doing. So for me, I enjoy teaching. I enjoy talking. I enjoy educating. I enjoy new people who've never thought about going in nursing or medical field and I can tell them a story or I can share something or they're, they're, they're absorbing the information. I love that part. So I love teaching for me it's almost like it's just a side hustle like I don't teach for money I'm mean, of course you won't give me my check but I mean I ain't doing that for free but for me it's not something where I'm like oh I need this check or I you know I just I just enjoy doing it it's something fun for me it's like a hobby all right now take us back well first it's, it's funny we're talking about I ain't trying to get into personal business like that right but okay it's it a question you, you about to ask mm -hmm. yeah you know when it was, <laughs> I don't mean to be rude but you know no. but 
you know, uh, during our last episode, uh, the guest, he also had like some kind of medical condition, or his wife did, right? Mm-hmm. And then, so she brought that news to him. And his question was, well, how did, how did that make you feel? Because, you know, let's just keep it real. It's like, you, you're just dating someone or you're married to someone, but maybe you're at a certain age or a point in your life to where you don't want to be taking care of somebody for the rest of your life, mm-hmm. right? Uh, were, when you were informed of your diagnosis, were you married at that time? Mm-hmm. Is that what... Did your husband was like, dang, this ain't something. Was it oh, that no, challenge? No, no, or? no, 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 okay. no, no, no. He was just a shitty husband, period. Okay. But it wouldn't have nothing to do specific to cancer. Um, but no, we were together at the time. And and so, yeah, that didn't have anything to do with it. But for me and and the way that I am and being a nurse and being the type of person where I was, I'm, al- I'm always, I'm very logical. I'm not going to sit there and try to figure out oh well what am I gonna do now I'm always like okay this is the problem how am I gonna solve it could be Virgo I don't know (laughs) but but so for me I I was like as soon as I got the diagnosis I was like so what's next so I'm having surgery what's my treatment options let's go let's get it moving because I'm not about to sit right here for three months and woe is me that I got cancer and now have to go through this I'm like what's the problem I want it out let's keep it moving let's do it what we got to do so I I didn't the 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 way that I tell my story about what I went through is that I was so task oriented at the beginning I didn't have time to be sad that I had cancer like I was so what's next how am I gonna fix this how am I gonna go to school how am I gonna go to work how am I gonna do whatever I didn't have time to sit down and be depressed now after I had surgery and I had to start like I say, you get humbled real quick. And that's why my first book is called Strong More Than Muscles because I was like, crap, you know, here I am. And now I need the mental strength to get myself up. Like people forget about that part. Like you, you can be, you can be physically strength, but that uh, physically strong, but that mental strong, that that's a whole different thing. So I was depressed. You know, I went through the whole thing of where like, wow, you know, this is sad. I have scars from surgery. You know, I mean, probably I could still, I'm posting bikini picture on Instagram, but (laughs) for me, I still look in the mirror, you know, 10 years later and I still have scars and and it took me a while to be able to embrace that and do those things. So, you know, I I think that it's either, I say you have two types of people. You have people that have something traumatic. And again, I'm saying anything that someone goes through, whatever it is, your survivor, your whatever it is, you have a traumatic event. Either you take that and you go, wow, like you said, push a pain. I found my purpose. I think I need to do this. I'm going to, I'm going to be an advocate. I'm going to change the world. I'm going to do the heart transplant. I'm going to do whatever. Or you take that traumatic event, maybe uh, event, maybe you're a um, domestic violence uh, um, uh, survivor. So you take that, you bury it. You don't talk about it ever again. You got out of that bad relationship. You got out of that situation. You healed from cancer. Your wife got over whatever it is and you never talk about it again. You don't need to. So either way you decide which way you want to go with it. That's how I feel about it. Now, when we, when we were speaking on the phone prior to this interview, you had mentioned that you had to redefine your life after surgery. Can you elaborate? What was that? How did you, what did, what, explain it. Okay, so, so <laughs> for me, I had, like I said, I went from a highly competitive, I mean, you couldn't tell me nothing. I was doing 20 push-ups, uh, I mean, 20 pull-ups, you know, which is good for a girl. And so I was doing all of this thing. I had, my back was all chiseled. I was doing, I could do push-ups straight to the chest to the floor, chest <laughs> to the floor. And then I go and I have surgery. And like I said, they had to basically cut all of the breast tissue out of my armpit because when you have a, a, a lump, they have to, excise all the tissue around it as well because you have cancer in, in, in any of that. Anything that was breast tissue they had to take out in my armpit. So now I go from, I'm like a little T-Rex because I can't extend my arms out now. Like So I'm literally like this because you know, all my breast tissue is gone. So to put your hair in a ponytail, impossible. To tie your shoe, impossible. To shave your leg, impossible. So I was like, now what they done did to me here? Because again, I'm task oriented I'm like get it out let's go surgery bam 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 but then the aftermath was holy crap now 
these things that I took for granted that I could do, I can, can't do them. And so I always say, like when I started off um, just becoming, I guess, like my Holly Cotton influencer, 2019 Instagram, you know, everybody was posting workout videos during COVID, all of that. So I always would have a caption and I would say, I may never be able to do a push up or a pull up again, but you will never outwork me. So that was, I had to redefine what strong was for me. Cause at one point pull ups, I thought I was strong, you know, but now I can never do a push up or a pull up again because I have scar tissue and it literally feels like my whole arm but you see my if you see my Instagram I'm pulling a truck I'm doing all this other stuff yeah. you know I, you ain't gonna outwork me but you might be able to do a pull-up but you know so for me I had to redefine what is strong I was about to say like yeah I think because you were so task oriented into the fitness and the physical strength of things maybe that was the challenge from if that's what you believe in God or the creator you know what I'm saying let me challenge your mental Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because, of course, you can look at, I always look at people like that. Like, say, for instance, take, for example, a girl with, like, you know, not nobody here. But a girl with, like, <laughs> that mad. That's you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, 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 you right. Not right. you, but the other girl. Right? That other girl I, with the I curly like, hair. No, no, no. I just ain't trying to get popped today. No, but no, but, like, or you can take a guy or whatever, but, like, somebody who's just, like, say, for instance, so made up. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So on the exterior, looks like overdone or you're like dang that's well put together but on the inside you're just corrupt like, oh yeah you know what i'm saying oh yeah so it's there's kind so of like, many people like that though yeah yes. there's so many that's people. why mental health is such a huge topic now yes. and everybody's a mental health advocate because yes. there are so many people and all the suicides oh and, yes yeah. no i think i read something where um suicide is like the number one thing that is like killing people the most at least as far as the u.s goes some statistic i saw but no that mental health is no joke mm-hmm. i think it I, also just living in the generation that we're in where it's very hard um i think to carry such mental strength when it comes to you know a person's finances or you know any other traumas happening maybe not just here but in different pl- uh, places of the world or um you know racial in- injustices or just there's so many different topics we could go into for why people could feel a certain way about themselves or or their health or, or things like that but it's such a challenge well that's why i said those three yeah. things have to be in in zen together, together. physical yeah. mental and financial right. if you want to be healthy all those three things have to all be in optimal states anything all you broke now you can't afford to go anywhere you're overweight you don't like the way you look now you, you you're in the house now you're in solitude because you can't you're scared to go outside or you right. can't go outside now right. your mental health could stop you you have social anxiety now you can't go to the gym now you get overweight now you can't afford because you can't go to work I, like people don't realize that triangle right there is mm-hmm. it's either gonna make you or break you <laughs> one thing off you are you messed up right <laughs> would you would you say that spiritually you are still on this journey of continuing to like find and grow this inner strength or would you say like you've already learned oh, your no, lesson no, after? Got time no, for that. no 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 and and even so i have a new book it's called somebody's wife for not discovering self-love in single life but i talk about self-love a lot in there and i always say that healing is a day-to-day process healing is you have to do a healing every day so every day you have to make a choice of yesterday's version of you and today's version of you so yesterday i felt like who i was healed i was at peace then right. someone gets in front of me today and they swerve in traffic that old person is like Rah! you know or or you get in a relationship with someone or you meet someone or, or and they start doing red flags but it's like okay well what does this mean for me or you know whatever right. whatever it is that was your your trigger you have to make a decision every day to be no one is ever healed if they right. tell you they are healed they're lying right you're not healed right you are healing <laughs> right. maybe you are better than you were but your growth journey is from birth to death like <laughs> lifespan your your body ages but your mind and your spirituality has has to grow as well so you have to do it every day no one is healed no such thing so what would you say can i ask yeah, a question? okay because i'm like you I don't know if you something specific no, you want to no, ask no no 
let's go with it. So trying to get some therapy right now. Yeah, yeah. Why I am a life I am a life coach. Go ahead. Yes, I I can feel it. Um let me just sit back. What type of right what type of advice would you give to maybe let's just say a young woman like myself in her twenties? Um just trying to navigate as far as this self-healing journey because i feel like all young women especially have it the most heightened Mm -hmm. around this you know college girl age group um what would you say to a young girl who is thinking like you know is this going to get better for me as far as my self-love my self-worth how am i going to strengthen that what is this journey going to look like for me because I don't really see it right now. I don't really see how that, but seriously, like to think about the unknown is a scary thought Mm -hmm. on top of thinking about you prioritizing you. How, like, how does that look? Um, where are you going? Will you be successful? Will you constant? How will you take care of yourself mentally? What you want to know something crazy? You'll never know. Right. <laughs> we yes. will never know. Yes. It doesn't matter. And, and the crazy part about it is that right now, I think that that stage in your life, because I remember my 20s was like my like peak. Like, yeah. But the thing is, is like you're, you feel lost. You feel like you're, you mm-hmm. have no direction. Mm-hmm. So you're trying to find that meaning. And the crazy yes. part about it is that that feeling never really goes away. It right. just hits you different, you know, and, and it's, it's something that you just have to just kind of like kind of learn to adapt and use it to your advantage of how can how that feeling that negative feeling can make you like grow a little bit like faster than than just sitting down and moping about it right so you just have to leverage on on life lessons Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. That's all it really is because it's not going to change. It's, it's, it's just basically just going to get like worse. <laughs> no, it's so, well, no, okay. Oh, go ahead, okay. So this is my this is my my advice for whoever is going to that because we're doing hypotheticals. Mm-hmm. So the first thing you have to do is you have to realize some key things in life that are some tough love. Nobody's going to have you like you. Nobody's going to care about you but you. If you're looking for love, you better find it in yourself first. And I think those are the key things that... Well, I'm just saying. I'm just just saying. Like, that's great, all of that. But when you're 20, that means nothing to you. Like, you know what I mean? Okay, oh, so it's going to get better. Well, when does it get better? Well, how does it get better? It'll never get better. And that's what he said. Like, it's the unknown. But what you have to do is you have to make sure, and this is for the person that's listening, you have to make sure that you are whole. Whatever that means for you, and you hold on to that and you don't let an MF ever take it away from you. I don't care who it is. It could be your parent. It could be your dog. It could be your best friend. But when you find that best version of you, hold on to it and you just keep adding to that. And every decision that you make goes back to, 
is this the best version of me? Because it's easy. You find someone, you find a cute guy, whatever. They see you as a person that I love myself. I'm whole. I got all of this going in. Some people will feed off of that. They love that positive energy because they're negative energy. So they'll start pulling that energy from you. And the whole time, now you're depleted because I got to keep boosting you up. Right. So what you do, you only align yourself with people that have the same heart, the same energy, the same value as you. Because them other people, all they're going to do is take from you. Take, take, take. And then now I came and I was like, hey. And now I'm like, uh. Oh, Lord, you in a bad mood again today, so I got to start my day by making you feel better about yourself. Now that stops me from being happy rather than you're, you're healed, I'm healed, now we can go up together. So once you realize that, that nobody's got you like you, I'm telling you. And again, I'm not saying anything about don't find companionship, don't have friendship, don't have it. But the problem is, is that people, when you're in a bad place or you're feeling like that, you start pulling from other people as well. And you're like, oh my God, I love your energy. Get, I need some of that because I need that. Oh, you know what to do. You got this direction. Oh, give me some of that because I need some of that. And you're constantly wanting and wanting. But if he goes away, if he goes away, she goes away, guess what? You're still stuck at day one. So pull it in, take care of that, find it, hold on to it. And every decision you make in life got to be around that. I know it's hard. I tell my daughter the same thing. And guess what? My daughter is like, she knows. She's like, pimp mom. She's like, mom. I, and he tried to take it, but he, he ain't getting, and do you not know who I am? Do you not all that I have? So for me, that makes me feel good because I'm like, yes, I'm doing something because I'm not just yapping about nothing. She's actually learning her value as well. Once you know your worth, can't nobody take it away from you. But when you don't know your worth, mm, they try to take it. They try to belittle you. They try to do all of that. But anyway, we're not going to catch the Holy Ghost. Yeah. But that's yeah. my yeah. advice for whenever you starting off please, in life. Please turn your Bibles. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we were like in Remember the Titans a little bit. <laughs> well, I'm just saying, but you know. No, yeah, yeah. no, but you know, honestly, it's uh, it's it's constant, mm-hmm. daily. Right. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? So, and everything yeah, you do has sound to align. Right now, mm-hmm. you're taking those nuggets, and then tomorrow is not applied. You're gonna be asking the mm-hmm. same question. So that's what he was saying. Mm-hmm. It doesn't it doesn't necessarily get better, but the easiest thing to do. And it's hard because if you're a goal-oriented person, you set a timetable. Mm-hmm. Right. About what time you want to accomplish this. I'm Vision board. This oh, part. I... I- yeah, every every New Year's Eve, I write down what I'm doing for 2023, first quarter. So I have goals and dreams. Goals, I know I'm gonna crack them out. Dreams, could I might hit on a dream by accident, but I know at least I have something to go for. How? What's your what's your goals? What you, what you got? All the goals that I had on my 2020 for 2023, I had already met by by July. So my friend was like, that means you wasn't dreaming big enough. That means your goals weren't big enough. So once you start crushing them. You're like, this is what I'm going to do. And here's the biggest thing, accountability. Because nobody's going to come make sure that that goal is met but you. Nobody's going to come see if you won but you. Again, I'm not saying the whole Roscoe Jenkins team of me, (laughs) but I'm saying that accountability for yourself, I know for a fact, if I don't go network, if I don't go to this event, if I don't go to the thing with the mayor, if I don't do this, they don't care. They going on with their life. But I know that I should have done that. I should do that. I should put myself in that room. I should be there where that is. And I make sure I just do it. There's no, like, there's no plan B. It's accountability. So I'm like, yes. No, I'm so feeling that. Okay, I'm good. so I'm right. feeling that. I'm, right. I'm so right. I'm so thinking that I, I'm just such a believer in everything happens for a reason and being in certain places and time or speaking to certain people. And yeah, just I it's almost like I was looking for something of that exact answer is finding more accountability within myself and knowing that every goal I want to reach, every dream I have, every vision I seek out, everything that I do want for myself, as she said, it it's it has to fall on me. It can't fall on anybody and else. And it's obtainable. That's the yeah. first thing. You know you can do it. Right. But how are you gonna make it happen? 
Right. And nobody cares but you. Right. So make it happen. No more excuses. <laughs> right. No more. We're going to do a check in next gonna year. Check. I'm going to need right. to see your goal check list. I'm going right. to have to check in. in. What's going on next? <laughs> right. 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 <laughs> Follow me on Instagram, Holly Cotton underscore. <laughs> yeah. We got you. We got you. We got you. All right. So I, I'm a firm believer in like obstacles of creates like strength mm-hmm. and endurance. So let's talk about strong squat. Uh-huh. What's your reason behind the development? And what, what is Strong Squad? So Strong Squad is my company that I started as an entrepreneur. And basically, like I said, my whole thing was finding the strongest version of myself after cancer. So we're talking about 2019. Like this is all <laughs> right before COVID. And so for me, I, that's my book was called Strong More Than Muscles. I kept talking about that. And so for me, I wanted to have some kind of way to bring this community of people that were now supporting me and reaching out to me and defining their version of strong because I, I I say all the time that strong is not physical strength only strong maybe you're going through something and I am holding your hand knowing I can't even help you go through it you got to go through it yourself so sometimes it's hard for me to be the person holding the hand of the survivor because I can't heal you I can't do anything how many people are in the hospital right now where something happened to them and their parents or their loved one they could or even them they had the they got billions of dollars millions of dollars and and nothing can save their life you can't you can't make your kid be able to walk again no matter what like you can't do that you can't so there's money ain't it you know so sometimes that survivor is being the person that's helping that other person so whenever I started saying that wow all of us are strong together so what's your version strong inside and out and then I was like oh we're like a squad of strong people oh you know what we strong squad so then that's pretty much how it is so that's my parent company that I have for everything so all my business stuff is under strong squad and and everything so Mm-hmm. All right. Um, Beyond the Fit. Mm-hmm. Was that through your, that's your podcast, right? Mm-hmm. I just changed the name, though. Okay. So so now it's the Holly Cotton Show. Okay. Um, so Beyond the Fit was, so when I started my podcast, my podcast actually started on Ebony. Ebony Magazine wanted to start a podcast network because Ebony Magazine is in digital publishing as well. Blah, blah, blah. The vice president wanted to start a podcast network. I was posting these little cuckoo videos online and and they were like um they were like hey we think you have a good voice you want to do a podcast on our podcast network so i was like with ebony magazine uh yeah so i was like something is yeah i was like bet (laughs) and i was um but i said if i do a podcast i want to talk about anything other than fitness because i'm a nurse cancer survivor i post workout videos all the time people expect me to get on and start talking about health and wellness people i I can't talk about health and wellness every week (laughs) i'm gonna throw a little bit of hey let's be all healthy versions of ourselves let's do what we got to do quit eating that popeye's chicken whatever i'm gonna throw some little gems in but i don't want to sit around and talk about it nor do people want to just hear about it over and over again so that's how it started as beyond the fit so i've been beyond the fit for almost 18 months and then recently like when i tell you like in the last two weeks um so I actually have because I have all these people that reach out to me now because they want they want me to sign with them because they want to take my show and they want to put it on a, a, a streaming pack a distribution package and do all of this and so every time I have a meeting like the person I had a meeting with for this I told him the same thing I said for me I don't care about the money I got money so for me you can't come in and dangle money in front of me like I got my own money so I'm but I'm just saying so for me for me it's about purpose so I have a purpose people believe in me people started following my show because I was going beyond the fit beyond just how you look on the outside let's cover some topics what you got going on oh you wrote a book about mental health oh you got this oh you're a burn survivor oh you have this you you know so I have all these interesting guests like I have a transgender um guy that's he's comes comes on and when I ask things I can ask things from a nurse educator perspective where it's not offensive because sometimes people start talking and they ask things and it's so rude or you hear a little clip and you're like well that was effed up the way you asked them that you know so there's there's a way to sashay around that to make sure that you're asking it appropriate to where you don't make that person feel uncomfortable and not only that but because of my personality people come out of the shell so you might start off talking about something by the end of the day you're like yeah so let me tell you holly what happened was you know because now you realize i'm not out to hurt you i'm not 
not out to do that. So because people follow me and they, they, they are drawn to that purpose, then that's the case. So yeah, so the, I went to Holly Cotton, the Holly Cotton show, because Beyond the Fit, even though it was Beyond the Fit with Holly Cotton, um, my PR person was like, thinking you you know maybe people automatically assume it's about fitness and now we're trying to get you on the vineyard so why not just go all out and just be holly cotton so all my new episodes are holly cotton show everything's still the same you can click on beyond the fit it'll just route you only thing is different is the album cover I'm just like shit. She's like going like 150 miles per hour. Like, I was like, damn, hold on. I'm still trying to grasp all the information. She's I know. I'm sorry. I, I, I'm like, I get excited. For fun. I, Please don't I, tell me that you go see butterflies. No, like let me. Uh, I'm gonna tell you this. I, I it was so funny. I was on a podcast and the guy was like, what is, so what do you do for fun? And I told him this, and it actually went viral because he posted the clip. And I don't. It was like 500,000 views for me saying this. So, but I said, my life is fun. I don't do anything I don't like. I live every day the best life I can live. So there's, for, no, there's no decompressed time. I don't it. have to because when I want to take a vacation, I go on a vacation. When I want to do something, I do it. I don't have things that I allow to penetrate my aura where I need a vacation from it. Like you're not going to stress me out to where I'm like, you know what? I need a break from him. I will get <laughs> up and walk out because I will not. Uh, you work hard to get this person. I did everything I can. I'm not going to let you come in here and ruin what I built. I, five minutes of taking away from this, I'm, I'm not going to do it. So I'm not going to eat anything I don't like. I'm not going to go somewhere I don't like. I'm not going to be somewhere. Uh, my friends know. I'm like, all right, I did the meet and greet. I love y'all. All right, I'm out. You know, if I'm not liking the vibes, I'm leaving. I'm not going to sit there and be miserable and complain the whole night. I'm miserable. Mm-hmm. I didn't came here. Oh, God, this party's so stupid. Oh, my God. I'm, I'm not going to go out on a date with someone. I so, don't. So there's yeah. no specific activity that is like, okay, this is your favorite or like favorite. My food. life is fun. So all of it. I, like, I she told, does I, it I, all. I, is what no, she like says. I told, I, like I, I told her, I was like, I looked up, I have some little things we're going to do. I was like, Ooh, I'm going to this s'mores place. Like for me. So for me, like, I don't have to plan to go somewhere. I don't have to plan to do something. I'm like, next Yolo, time right? I'm there. Yolo. Yeah. Next Yolo. time I'm there, I'm going to do this or you know what? Or I like that, but yeah, I don't, I don't do anything. So honestly, I don't have to do anything for fun. I'm going to do it. It's just when is when I'm doing it. I'm gonna take a trip. I go somewhere two, three times a month. I just, I mean, I celebrate my birthday. I don't wait for somebody to celebrate my birthday. I went to Turks for a week. I, you know, like I just, I do the things that I want to do that make me happy. Rick Ross. <laughs> <laughs> it's not, but if people live that way, then you would, your life would be so much better. You're, we have premature aging because you're getting drowned out by all of the stress in life because you allow things to stress you. Why are you allowing it? You can't stress me out because guess what? I hold the power for myself. You think I'm about to let you make me miserable or you think this job is going to make me miserable? You think that? No, no, no. I'm out. Period. <laughs> and on that note. <laughs> but no, um, cause yeah, because we we coming to the, the close of the show. But I got a couple questions I want to ask you before oh, we get okay, all that. Okay, right. okay, okay. So what's um? So we know your life is amazing, right? Oh my God, no, no it's no, not. No, 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 my no, life is no, just no, regular. No, no, okay, no, you done no, came no, here. No, you no, know it's perfect. No, 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 no I no, got what, crappy stuff that happens no, too. No, what I'm saying is, is okay, so. Okay, maybe I should rephrase this. I, yeah, because I don't want no hate it down. No, no. Yeah, you're doing I don't a good want, job holding it down. Yeah, let me clean my. Okay, okay. So you don't, you don't get involved in anything that you don't want to do. You're selective, mm-hmm. right? Because your I time like that is bit. valuable, mm-hmm. right? Sounds but like what's, <laughs> but it seems like you were in control of every aspect. So I would ask you, like, what's one thing you think you wish you could do better? 
Oh, I definitely think parenting is something uh, that I think we all, because for parenting, you can only instill things in your kid and you hope that they take those things and they become the best versions of themselves. And it's so hard because you don't have control over it. You're like, I told you don't steal, but then your kid will go and steal something. Or I told you don't do this and then they go and do that. So for me, I think that that's the one thing that I'm always like, wow, I know at some point I'll see if what I've done is going to pay off, you know, I'll, at one point they'll, if I live to see it, you know, they'll be 30. Are they going to be successful at what they're doing? So that's the one thing that I do like always hope that I've done enough, but I don't know if I did or not until you see how they came out. You know? but, Legacy. Yeah. Yeah. I'm hoping they see it and they're like, you know what? My mom created a thing so but I actually interviewed my son it was so funny I interviewed him because I had a, a video that went viral and I had like a million engagements on, on my on my Instagram and I was like listen you better come get some of this engagement because he's an artist and I was like you better come get some of this engagement while I got it so I actually did like a little quick <laughs> interview so funny. yeah I was like I was like let me go. I mean I put people on all the time so I'm not gonna do my own kids so I was like you better come get some of these views or whatever because you know when you get that engagement that means people are coming when I tell you, like when like I cookout, when sure. I looked at my story, I couldn't believe the celebrities that were in my story. I was like, "Holy crap!" Like, "Oh my god!" Like, I mean, I, just it, I'm, how y'all found Lil O Holly Cotton? I don't know, but I'm loving it. So you're yeah. fulfilled. Yeah, yeah. So I told him to come get it. And the one thing I asked him, I was like, so one of the, one of the things that I think is a determinant of how successful a person is, is how their children speak about them. Because some kids, they, they can't stand their parents. You know, they like, my, my mom's a piece of shit. I don't ever want to talk to her again or whatever. You know, so I like for me, I want to make sure that at least they have something. So he, he said, he was like, I think that um, I was like, I'm inspired. You know, every time I thought you were going to hit a limit, you broke past the barrier and he was like but I'll be honest growing up like that it was hard because there was a lot of pressure on me to do things and I was like but and don't it pay off now like I'm not gonna let you be a little bum no you need to do better so yeah long story short parenting is probably my parenting. my thing mm -hmm. all right <clears throat> all right so let me I'll start over mm -hmm. so let's talk about like uh, let's talk about somebody's why or not mm -hmm. right so what um what was the motivation behind the book and uh, what, what's some of the topics you, you discussing? Oh, it's juicy. So the, the motivation was simple is I'm sick of everybody and their mama telling these single people that you need to be somebody's wife. It's everything is always how to get the how to get the ring, how to get the man, how to get the wife, how to keep your uh, wife happy, how to you know all of these things, and, and then now you have all these podcasters, hey, yeah, 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 you know, yelling in the microphone and the clip and stuff, and I was like, you know what, I'm about to write a book about you guys need to learn how to love yourself single or or whether you're in a relationship or not so I, I what I, I started saying whenever I was doing like my promo for my book I was like because people are always like oh so you're happily single or you you know I was like this book doesn't have anything to do with me don't try to get in my business but here's my thing you could be single tomorrow if something happens to your wife you could be single tomorrow if you get out of a bad relationship maybe somebody's in a domestic violence relationship maybe they got the person is cheating on them and they find out about it you weren't planning on being single but guess what now you're single so now you're sitting around up here moping around feeling like you aren't a full person because your other half is gone or maybe you haven't found the right person now you start feeling like something's wrong with me because I haven't found that person and then what happens is people confuse being alone with lonely and so I have a chapter about that alone versus loneliness don't get it confused yeah you get lonely so I might be in the car I might be driving you like I sure wish I had somebody to eat with. That's loneliness. But being able to accept being alone, alone is a state of physicalness. So I think a lot of times people feel that loneliness and they, they feel like they can't be alone because they don't like that loneliness. But I always say the lonely, the, the times when I felt the loneliest was when I was actually in a marriage that wasn't where I should have been. When you have someone in the other room that you can't even talk to because you know it's going to result in an argument. Or maybe you have something good that's happening, but you know if you tell them they're going to suck the life out of your happy news so you're like you know what never mind so now I'm sitting in the room like I wish I had somebody to tell this good news to so I'm lonely so I talk about that I talk about 
ego versus communication. Like sometimes you get, you're like, well, I'm not, I don't want them to know I'm thinking about them. I ain't calling them first. And then you're, then they're like, well, I ain't calling them first or whatever. And so, you know, I talk about stay and cheat. I talk about single sex. Like, hey, you know what? Now that you, you're single, enjoy having multiple sex partners. See who you like. Maybe now you can be compatible with someone else. Maybe when you were in a relationship with someone, you had to hold in something that might have been your kinky fetish. But now you meet somebody <laughs> out here on a single life. They might like that fetish, you know. So don't feel bad about it. So I talk about single sex. I talk about submission. A lot of times people don't want to submit. A woman is like, well, I'm not submitting to a man if he ain't paying my bills or he ain't doing nothing. But then what does that mean it might be that that's actually a, a, a trauma that she's had where she felt like the last person she was with he didn't protect her he wasn't someone that could lead because he wasn't doing that so she might think that those financial things mean leader or a man might be like I ain't giving no woman no money she ain't getting none of my check but then really what is it because when you gave a woman some maybe some material things she didn't make you feel appreciated so now everybody has a red flag now you like oh she asked for dinner Mm-mm, she ain't using me so it's like all these topics that single people talk about funny stories in there as well but yeah that's my new book somebody's wife or not available on all book platforms um so what's coming up next any what, what projects we got lined up what's next for miss holly Cotton? i have several things that are in the works right now but honestly it's like every time so this this is the analogy that I give everyone and this might help you guys also see I wish I'd have told her this so everyone's life is a universe okay so if you go out in in the sky there's black holes where there's nothing or you can go into Milky Way with all the stars your life is your universe you can have as many stars as you want you can have all the bling and glitter as you want or you can have a black hole so I feel like everything that I do is just another star in my galaxy so it's not I've done that I still got a star for it I've been a nurse oh there's my star. Oh, wrote three books, three more stars. Oh, got a podcast. There's a star. There's a star. star. So one, having a new star doesn't take away from my old stars. All it does is it makes the Holly Cotton universe even blingier. So just keep shining. So for me, I'm just getting as many stars as I can get on there. And of course, having my own talk show is going to be next. We going to, we going to, we're going to Oprah Winfrey call me, Tyler Perry, I don't revolt. One of y'all call me to <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, anyone call me um but obviously i would love to do that because i i, I found you know a passion and and just i guess being a nurse and always having to educate patients it's like it's just easy for me to talk to people and then being a life coach and inspiring people and and detaching my story from your story because i don't like to do that i don't like to just talk about me and make it all about me you know i like everyone to know we all have a candle and the, we can all shine together it's you know, whole team winning so that's that's my philosophy I just try to live every day like that in my purpose and yeah so that's it so be prepared because baby this this galaxy is shining over Dropping here mm-hmm. that's what's up uh, it's definitely been like so enlightening and, uh-huh. and fun and enjoyable you know what I'm saying you're, you're definitely one of my favorite guests so far Aww. Definitely kept us on our toes. She's going hard. Like. <laughs> no, because no, because normally, you know, like you know, as as a host of a podcast, it's your hard. Energy, you gotta keep your energy <laughs> yes. up. So your energy mm. so I can take back. Like I, she she cared by herself. Please enlighten us. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> keep, keep going, you know, but um as we always do before we come to the ending of our show, I always open up the microphones and our and our table. Uh, to our guests and to our hosts um, to share any parting words with the viewers and the listeners out there. Um, we're going to start with you, Miss Ms. Holly. Uh, is there anything you would like to share to anyone listening or, or watching? Hmm. I mean, I think I've said quite a lot today, so I hope some of those things resonated with something and, and someone. And I think a lot of times whenever you listen to podcasts, you're expecting to hear a a 
a topic like you're expecting to get something and you may not realize that you even need that information so I think it's so important to have things like you guys are doing where you're where you're able to give people that platform to talk about certain things because you may not even know that you need that information until you hear someone say it like she was saying you know like oh wow I didn't even know I needed to be in this room so I think that that's it just make sure you make yourself in in the room my catchphrase is always life is short live it you know so Pretty much it. GQ Nesto, anything you would like to share? YOLO. Like, like it says, <laughs> YOLO. Uh, I think it can't be more, uh, you can't describe it any better, you know? And, and I definitely uh, appreciate the, the gems that you threw out in this uh, interview. Um, I think it's it's crazy how simple uh, reality is, you know what I mean? And and the fact that you're, you're just living, that, that's amazing. So... I think a lot of our audience can relate to that, you know, because it's always easy to point out the, the negative parts, right? Um, but we never focus on on the positive or how we can sustain that happiness. So uh, definitely an episode um, a lot of people can relate in. And thank you for sharing. And uh, our audience, thank you for following our social media platforms. We really appreciate it. Um, that's it. Most stuff. I would say what I got out of this whole thing is this perspective. You know, like regardless of, you know, to sit here and say that, you know, life is a joy ride every day, all day, it, you know, that's that's not a realistic statement um, or thought to have, a mentality to have, but, but thank you, you know what I'm saying? What you have gone through and what you've accomplished is, is inspirational to anyone that will listen. So we appreciate your time. Uh, we appreciate you listeners watchers thank you for all your support i'm your boy drew we are option for a podcast we'll see you guys next time god bless